The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome back to AI Week on the MarTech Podcast. Yesterday, we continued our week-long deep dive into a subject that is both the present and future of marketing, machine learning and artificial intelligence. Each day this week, we're going to publish an episode discussing a different topic related to how AI is changing the landscape of marketing. Joining us for AI Week is Dan Fagella, who is the CEO of Emerge, formerly Tech Emergence. Emerge is a content network and research firm that owns the largest audience of AI-focused businesses with the goal of connecting business leaders to the AI solutions and services they need to stay ahead of their competition. Prior to founding Emerge, Dan has founded and sold multiple businesses, including the Science of Skill, which is an e-commerce and e-learning company in the self-protection and self-defense industry that had a seven-figure exit. So we're very excited to have him here. Yesterday, Dan walked us through what industries have already integrated AI into their marketing efforts. And today, we're going to discuss where the low-hanging fruit lies for marketers to start integrating AI into their marketing efforts. Here's the third installment of our interview with Dan Fagella from Emerge. Dan, we've made it halfway through AI Week on the MarTech Podcast. Oh man, we're in the middle of the marathon here, brother, but I still got wind. So we got enough to dive into and let's do it. I'm excited. I'm feeling motivated. Let's crank this out. We're talking about AI. We talked about some definitions of AI, of machine learning, predictive analytics. Uh, We talked about what industries are adopting AI, specifically e-commerce, the media, publishing, social media industries. So today I want to focus a little bit down market and talk about how marketers of all sizes can start using AI in their marketing efforts. Can you tell me what are some of the practical applications for marketers that are below the billion-dollar market cap area? What about the SMBs? How can they take advantage of AI? There's a few ways to think about this. And I'd like to tee this up that being sort of an advocate for AI for its own sake would be a very silly thing for me to do. So certainly we cover AI in marketing and in other major sectors, but I never really advise like, hey, folks, y'all should think about using AI right now, no matter what your business is. Certainly there's some people it's more relevant for than others. So there's two broad dynamics here, and these fit along the same scale of the size and maturity of companies. So we could think about artificial intelligence use cases in small and medium-sized businesses as either tools slash scripts or 
as actual vendor solutions. So let me draw a hard line between those two. So a tool, something that's more or less plug and play, is something that involves none of the hard science of artificial intelligence and machine learning. If you want to train a unique recommendation algorithm and recommendation engine on your e-commerce site, you're going to not only require yourself to integrate a software into your system, you're going to have to streamline your data, you're going to have to test that system, you're going to have to find ways to feed it enough transactions to come up with useful recommendations. You have no idea how long that's going to take. It could take you two months, it could take you eight months to find a pattern of recognition that sort of would end up netting you more money than it would take. So the actual use of AI in a business in the hard sense, training it on your own data is by no means easy. And for that reason, Ben, I need to double down on this. Most small and mid-sized businesses are not going to quote unquote be doing AI. Now using AI is different. Doing AI means feeding a system your own data and training it to come up with your own unique outputs for your specific business. That ain't easy. So I think what you're getting to is part of what we talked about in our last episode was which are the industries that are really adopting AI. They are digitally native industries, e-commerce, social media, that have an incredible amount of data to be able to find these very nuanced patterns. If you're a small, medium-sized business and you're trying to figure out whether somebody is going to buy your product or not, you probably don't have enough business to use AI to figure that out. You probably have to do that you know, the old-fashioned way. You are 100% right. You are going to be wasting time and money in way too deep as a smaller mid-sized business, oftentimes trying to train a recommendation system or some kind of lead scoring system uniquely on your own data unless you are digitally native. And also the other thing, Ben, that we didn't really address in our last interview yesterday was around why digital media and e-commerce businesses can also leverage AI. Certainly they have all the data richness, but also these are businesses that tend to be younger and tend to have a digitally savvy computer science oriented staff locked in on board early on from the bedrock of the company. Mm -hmm. So high tech and programming and engineering and data science is weird and new and it's like all that millennial stuff when you're a big gray haired guy at Bank of America or Wells Fargo, right? But if you work at Wayfair or Amazon, everybody's young. Everybody's comes from a background of computer science. That is normal. And so having that bench of talent is also a necessary requirement to quote unquote, do AI, train a unique system on your own data. So that's one side of the coin. We're going to talk about that second. I'd like to talk first about tools. Tools are things that are so drop-dead, brainlessly easy that a consumer could almost use them, so they are at the level where most small businesses can also use them as well. I don't mean to say that small businesses are dumb. I'm just saying that to have robust master's or PhD level data science chops and the budget to spend money on R&D in that domain is really not everybody's purview. So a tool would be something that you can simply plug in and it can work. Now, I'll give people examples of marketing tools that they may not think of as quote unquote using AI. So this is using AI, not doing AI. Whenever you are listing ads on Facebook, on Google AdWords, or on Twitter, you are using AI. Those are systems predicated on matching the right visitor to the right ad, the right goal of that ad to the right kind of user that clicks or shares or whatever the case may be. And those broad matching problems are being handled by someone other than you, the user. So if you're the advertiser, you don't have to worry about the science. You just spend the money and they do the AI. So tools, that is to say, zero data fluency use cases of AI 
are really going to be done through bigger platforms and bigger vendors. Another category of potential uses of using AI would be in the domain of search. So there are some tools, some relatively simple plug-and-play applications for e-commerce, for CRMs, for content that allow people to find more contextually relevant content just based on keywords and natural language, not by training it uniquely on your data, but by essentially coaxing forth more relevant search results by just leveraging machine learning to understand your content. Not a lot of training, not a lot of science, just a good deal of a little bit of integration up front, and then bang, you get better search results than let's say default WordPress would give you. So search is another domain where you could use AI. So we're talking broadly about the tools that you mentioned, which you can use an advertising platform as a tool, and that uses AI because you're working with companies that have a mass amount of data to know who to show your ad to. You also mentioned that in search, there's a a fair amount of AI that's already integrated. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. How about in terms of content creation or what are some of the marketing tools that people can use to understand what they should be creating or how they should be marketing, what content they should be producing? There are some interesting tools in that area that are somewhat new. Suffice it to say that really easy plug and play solutions to write your articles for you or do a good deal of the writing of the articles for you is not at the level of, let's say, MailChimp. So Ben, if you and I talk again in two or three years, many of the things that are currently in the vendor purview, that is to say they require unique data hookups and data integration and a lot of training time and really bespoke data science and subject matter expertise, a lot of those things will become MailChimp level complicated. That is to say, fifth graders on Robitussin could use them. And that's to MailChimp's credit, right? I'm not discrediting their product. I'm saying it's so damn easy. Mm -hmm. But marketing automation, Ben, if we go back 
12 years, 15 years. To do email automation the way that MailChimp can do it would have been in the purview of rocket science and people that do code and all this wacky, crazy stuff. Really crazy developers would be the marketing automation people. But as it turns out, these applications have matured. The use cases have become fleshed out. The way that people use them have been understood. There's been a lot of testing and tweaking. And now it's, you know, fifth grader on Robitussin level. AI will move in that direction, but we're really not there. So there are scripts and tools that help summarize text, for example, in the legal domain, in other domains. And there's even some of this stuff you can just get access to via an API from Amazon or from Google. They have a lot of different natural language processing applications that you can use. But it really hasn't become a part and parcel facet of general content creation for SMBs. So there's no place where SMBs can go with zero complexity where type in the right keywords and bada bing, bada boom, a third of your content writing is kind of done for you. Not so much. There are young companies, like there's a pretty interesting firm that we actually interviewed, frase.io, a company in Boston that is essentially working on helping coax out the right articles and the right summaries of those articles to help people who write a lot of content and do a lot of research for content. But I will be frank, this is a newer company. I'm not discrediting them. But Ben, I'm also not going to tell you anybody and everybody who pops in there is going to save a lot of time in their workflow. This is the beginning. This is the early days. So their website's nice, but I'm not exactly sure if it's so plug and play that it's going to save everybody time tool-wise. I think we'll get there in maybe the next year and a half, two years, but it's safe to say that if you're writing articles, unfortunately, AI is not exactly going to do the job for you in the near term. There are some industries where AI is writing articles, but that's rather complicated. So a phrase, I'm looking at it, and it's actually very similar to a product that one of the show's sponsors has, Search Metrics has a content experience tool. And essentially what that is, is AI-assisted content creation where you are writing, but it is using artificial intelligence in real time to tell you the probability of how your content will rank and what are the keywords that you should include to raise the profile of your article. So I think that there are some artificial assisted services, but they are not necessarily do it for you, plug and play, where you just say, hey, I want articles, go. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, of course. And there are companies that do that, narrative science and other people that are in that space. But it is in very specific and narrow use cases, and it is not as easy as plug and play. Even in those cases, it's very much not. To speak of this search metrics thing that you referenced, I'm not discrediting them by any means. In fact, I've never been to their website. So I'm not going to say thumbs up or thumbs down, Ben. But what I will say is AI is a little bit buzzy right now. And if you sell something in marketing and you say the words AI, it's a sexy thing to do. And in many cases, you actually don't really need to leverage AI at all. You simply need to sort of search for different terms or do different things. And when we look at a given space, marketing is no different. If we look at 100 companies, about one third of them have the actual academic or business experience to legitimately do AI. That is to say, it's not just a couple MBAs and a Java programmer in the Ukraine, which quick notice for everybody tuned in is not enough to do AI. So if you're going to actually build legitimate business functionality with AI, you don't do it with MBAs and with a Java developer in the Ukraine. You do it with people from Carnegie Mellon and Stanford. You do it with people who come out of Amazon, who come out of Google, who have actual experience with productizing machine learning, which is, let's say, not easy. So most companies actually don't even have the general grounding and background to do this. I have, I'm not going to make a judgment at all. If they're an advertiser, obviously, you got to be all nice to them. But I'm just saying people should be wary that the term is sexy itself, and there should be a level of skepticism as a first pass there. 
for what it's worth, there's a huge data science team that supports the search metrics algorithms. So I believe they are actually using what you would define as AI, but I do understand, I think, the larger point where just to summarize some of the things that you mentioned, what are the ways that you can use AI? You're using AI when you're using your advertising platforms, when you're using search, but in terms of content creation, there's going to be a lot of companies that are out there that are saying, hey, we use AI to do X, Y, and Z. In reality, that's probably not AI by definition. And there's also some of them in terms of like lead scoring and other B2B applications where they're using data science, they're using technology, but it is not necessarily artificial intelligence. And there is the marketing term AI, and then there is the actual definition of what AI is. A hundred percent. And I think we're talking about mistakes next time, but we did a long piece about how to cut through the hype of AI. If you Google that exact term, you'll find it. But yes, just to close out on this note, I do want to touch on this because of how important it is. Why do people say AI? Because it makes the product sound sexy. Why does it make the product sound sexy? Because people are asking, how can I use AI? Now, I'm not here to say that that's necessarily a morally wrong thing to do, but it's a very easy way to be sold by vendors who know that your core output is looking cool because you're using AI or feeling cool because you're using AI. You should be looking to reach your business goals. And for many small and mid-sized businesses, doing AI in a hardcore sense is not in the near-term roadmap and you should focus on your darn goals. And when you go into your IT procurement asking how can we use AI, you're likely to get duped and you're likely to buy stuff that's not congenial to your long-term goals. I totally understand what you're saying. The term AI is a sexy term and is used in marketing to potentially represent something that is not technically AI. It's a sexy enough term that we're doing a whole week on the MarTech podcast about it. But I do think that it's important to understand whether you're actually investing in AI or whether people are using it as a marketing term. So before we get too far down that rabbit hole, that's actually a topic we're going to talk about tomorrow. So let's land the plane today and we'll get back on this topic shortly. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech podcast. Thanks to Daniel Fagella from Emerge for joining us. If you'd like to hear more of our conversation with Dan about AI, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll check back with you tomorrow morning when we'll be discussing what trends and technology marketers should be cautious of related to AI. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Dan, click the link in our show notes to see his bio, or you can go to techemergence.com. If you're a subscriber to the MarTech podcast, thank you for being a member of our community. If you have MarTech questions, if you have comments on the show, if you're interested in being a guest on the MarTech podcast, click the contact us link in our show notes, or you can reach out on LinkedIn or Twitter. You can find our handle by searching Ben J. Shap. That's B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. If you didn't have time to take notes while you're listening to this podcast, don't worry. We've got a summary and a full transcript of this episode on our website, which is martechpod.com. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a weekly stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, in addition to the rest of AI Week with Dan Fagella from Emerge, we've got a bunch of great episodes lined up over the next few weeks. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy.
Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, an I Hear Everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.